0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into The Buster Show. I actually just finished my podcast interview with Charlie. Charlie is one of the most impressive people I know. Uh, he's been through it all, which we're gonna talk about in this podcast. Everything from managing an A-list superstar rapper and others to, being, to completing an Iron Man, uh, to being in a huge Nike commercial with superstars, the biggest names in the world to what he's doing now with Quantopia. This is gonna be a really interesting interview. I think you guys are are gonna really enjoy it. Um, If you don't know about myself, my name is Buster Sher. I started the basketball media company Hoops Nation, broadcast for the NBA, broadcasted back in high school, do a bunch of digital personal brand stuff, host this podcast, and have fun on digital. Really lucky. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. ladies and gentlemen welcome back into the buster show here the first ever one recorded out of la with no one better to start off the la edition series with than the one and only i could introduce him by probably uh double digit names (laughs) but we have ceo charlie charlie rocket the one and only the legend what's up everybody This is going to be fun, man.
1: Buster, bro. We've been friends for a couple years now. And, uh, bro, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to break things on this podcast. Not physically. Maybe. I don't know, bro. Break culture, bro. There's different ways. Like, I'm a contrarian. I come from the music industry. I loved making cultural trends. like, Like, it would be a hobby of mine. To wake up in the morning, go into my office, and see if we can shift culture globally to where when we land in Japan, we see what we're doing.
0: There's so much we're going to talk about. But I think a really good place to start is probably the craziest thing I've ever done, meeting somebody for the first time. We met for the first time through Instagram, through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think that's one of the best things about social media is it can connect people like us that probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Me coming from like the young, weird, Facebook digital sports side and you coming from like the high level music side. Um, but it did that and we remember the first time because you had said pull up because you got you uh, and a mutual friend of ours now, mentor for you uh, and, and has become for myself as well, George, this legend. Um, Who's in Africa right now about to marry a princess who used to anyways anyways um, this legend uh, and, and you know these two legends said pull through we're going to the NBA so you said just come through I did we met you're like alright so here's the game plan we're gonna go into like the NBA corporate and we're just gonna go hang out with all the top people I'm gonna do like a little interview and that's that
1: bro I had just got done biking across America ended from starting in la ended in new york and when george who used to work at the nba and and with the new york knicks he was like man let's go to the nba i was like george there's this kid he's a genius like (laughs) we gotta take him with us a while ago man. and boom you just pulled up i felt like i knew you already for forever like, right, Like, for everybody wondering, Buster is exactly the same in real life as, it, as he appears on the internet. The most authentic human being on earth right here. Appreciate it. And, and, and what was dope is when we took him to the NBA, like, he's handling, like, business, like, executive level with the big executives. Like, we're talking about the top, <laughs> top, top people of the entire NBA. Man. Buster starts talking. Buster starts, like... You just spent knowledge on how like you know, media moves with culture today. And the NBA, they start getting on the phone, calling other employees. There was three people in the office when we started. By the time we end, because of Buster, there was like 15 people in the office, all asking them questions like "Do do doo. And then it felt like some people were about to lose their jobs because you were smarter than all the employees. So it was just like, Buster shook up the NBA. And I was just like, I told George, I said, I told you this is the kid right
0: here. Man, George is the best both you guys that was a lot of fun though um no, i remember that i remember that pretty clearly um that was great but i think for in information's sake
1: mm-hmm.
0: very briefly because mm-hmm. i know your story right and everyone that knows you knows your story but i think there are a couple people right that it would serve at least a little bit To give a tiny bit of context before we dive into everything else. So, how do you get started originally in music?
1: Man, I grew up in Atlanta. My dad was a blues musician. I went to a school where it was like mm, it was mainly all brown and black people, Um, Mexican. Um, some Asians and black people. And I loved playing basketball. Like that was my childhood dream. I loved right. basketball and all the white kids, they didn't want to play basketball. And my dad was a <laughs> blues musician. So it was all black people, B flat, Richard Marks, Chicago Joe. And I just loved how much swag everybody had. And I was like, these people are so interesting. I like being around them. And then when I got into high school, I started, I was CEO Charlie. Like mm-hmm. I buried my dream of being an athlete. I was like, I'm gonna do business. And um, I was like seeing my friends start making music because now they could buy microphones or a musician friend for a hundred dollars and we could set up a little studio. And I asked my mom, I was like, mom, like, can I put a studio in my bedroom? Like, I think this hip hop thing is gonna be the new frontier of business. Like this is where like all of culture is gonna go. And my mom was like, "I don't really understand this hip hop stuff y'all kids are talking about." And I was like, "Please let me just put the studio in the bedroom." And I lived across the street from the high school. Fast forward, you're managing two chains. <laughs> 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 no, continue. So, like, to 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 get into the music game, I built this website called SpitcherGame.com. Mm-hmm. Started taking off, but I wasn't making any money. I mm. didn't know how to make money. I just it's very knew difficult. Yeah. Getting hundreds of thousands of hits on the right. internet. And, you know, so actually, like before that, like websites like kicksonfire.com, fashiononfire.com, like, was doing all this, like, with my business partner, CEO Khan in New York. Um, anyways, but long story short, website took off, Soldier Boys uh, record label calls me. I end up like you, the cameraman. Like, I was Soldier Boys cameraman. I dropped out of college, ended up on tour. Um, Next thing you know, get fired and just, like, signed a girl group, got them a record deal with Interscope. I'm 18 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. Got them a record deal, getting them popping. Big industry manager gets in the ear, like, you've got a, you know, teenage manager. Like, you need a big manager. They fired me, left me for Sierra's manager. And then I... Then I found this group called Travis Porter. I can tell you some crazy stories about whose studio we're in. And you saw the plaques downstairs. I sure did. So, like, the- the, the, Everybody. The studio we're in right now is this guy named Marcus. Super inspirational story. We'll probably get into some stories. But he discovered Post Malone. He discovered Iggy Azalea. He's produced some of the biggest records in in the music industry. But I discovered him um, when he was homeless. This studio we're in, the man was homeless, sleeping in a studio. He was charging me $50 to mix songs. I pull up at the studio and one day he walked out and I just saw this pain on his face. And I was like, man, you okay? He he wouldn't tell me what was going on, but something told me to give him a couple hundred extra bucks. And then I said, man, you need a job? Man, he he became our engineer, like mixing the records. And um, one day he brought this big old keyboard to the studio. Massive hmm. like 88 keys keyboard and it's like imagine if you're like cameraman just brought a keyboard one day You would be like bro like I've known you for six months. Why you got a keyboard? He said well, I make beats You're like man, you can't make a beat what you talking about first beat he made plaque downstairs <laughs> Second beat he made another plaque downstairs Third beat he made number two song in the country He made three top 10 records then he went on to discover post malone iggy azalea this whose studio we're in like bro like anyways he changed my life with travis porter um then i discovered two chains and you know like that's that's a little bit of background on on what i've done
0: so that yep and then something happens to you where you completely decide to take life via the hand mm-hmm. and flip it upside down and follow this new passion of yours, which then became, you know, this athletic mm-hmm. adventure that you then went on and then ended up in one of the biggest Nike commercials of all time and mm-hmm. biking across the United States mm-hmm. and, you know, running and racing and doing all of these things. Why? Um so about Eight weeks ago,
1: I just won an Emmy um, for that Nike commercial. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's kind of like a, a, a bookend because right before I retired from the music industry, I just won a Grammy. So.
0: Belated congratulations. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, that night of the Grammys, it was two chains, um, was, was what the Grammy was for. Um, I was 300 pounds and I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. In my life, I had pretty much everything you could imagine. Uh, I had the success, the money, the houses. I had everything, but I was so sick because I never took care of myself. Back when we like rewind the story, like all the way back, like I wanted to be an athlete when I was a kid, but I buried that dream to become CEO Charlie. A businessman. Because I was looking at society like, well, what's realistic for me? I'm short. I'm overweight. i had been overweight my whole life. So I was like, well, what can I actually be good at? Well, I could be good at business. I did that, but I wasn't addressing. I was, I was covering something up that was meant for me, and it almost made me lose my life because here I am doing business and I'm not taking care of myself and I'm so, I'm so big and I had this imbalance in my body that caused a brain tumor and I'm looking at death. I'm looking at life like that's my story, that was it. Like I was this kid who buried his dream to go make money and die and I'm, I felt stuck. I was in the music industry and I asked myself a question. I said, well, what's my truth? Because when you're broken, all you have left is your truth. Like, you're broken. Like, mm-hmm. everything is torn yeah. apart. Everything that's put on top of us by society, like all this stuff we plaster on top of us, when you're broken, all you get down to is the core truth. And that core truth is in us, is, is in our hearts. Like Yeah, you can feel it. 100%. Like, all, at all times. Because wh- wh- where do we spend most of our times? In, in our your head. Own head. But uh, complete this sentence. Follow your... Lead. Follow your
0: mind, ambition, heart. Man, nobody's
1: ever said follow your mind. Everybody always says follow your dreams, follow your heart. Like, that's in us. Like, our heart has information that's true to us. Our minds know how to play tricks on us, our heart does not. Like, follow your brain. Like, what? Like, your brain is a very powerful tool bro. I think the dreams are in us. I think the dreams are in us. Very similar to how the calculator app is on the iPhone. It's just already in you. Like, I love basketball. <laughs> I didn't love baseball. Right. I didn't choose basketball. Okay. That was in me. That's what was meant for me. I love sports. I love basketball. Like, I couldn't help that I loved it. I agree with all your dreams. So it's like... Okay. And your
0: heart. And your heart. And your mind to a certain extent. Your,
1: your, your mind. You know what happens to a lot of people? what? They think of their dream and it feels so good. And they like look up and little fairy dust is flying. And they're like, oh, I can't wait to do that. And then their mind sets in and says, come
0: on, Charlie, be realistic.
1: How are you going to do that?
0: That's super toxic. I agree. But That's if mine. you're, but if you're mentally strong, you can get through that. Guess and what? that comes with Repetition, and mm-hmm. the second you do follow your dreams, like you're saying, for the first time, then you can follow your mind. Absolutely. Because then you've unlocked it.
1: Who's driving the car? That's what we gotta address. Both need to be in the car. Depends what car, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Both need to be in the car, but who's driving? I, When I let my heart start making the decisions, brain helps direct it, but stop sending me Back home, brain. Stop sending me to where we know it's safe. The heart wants to go somewhere where it's never been before. The brain wants to be secure. But when we can train the brain to see through the heart's vision, because the heart has knowledge, bro. It has crazy knowledge. And at my point in my life, when I'm 300 pounds diagnosed with a brain tumor, my heart said, Charlie, do the most unrealistic thing you've ever done. You gotta go back to that childhood dream. You need to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Brains, brain's like Hell no Like what does that mean How are you going to make money You're 300 pounds You're slow You're so big You wear size 6X How are you going to be an athlete How are you going to make X. money Where are you going to live But I, I just had to say You know what There's a new driver of this car Heart took over And I just had to trust I left my business Yeah. I went to my business partners I went to 2 chains, And I said I'm retiring
0: what was his reaction?
1: They were a little scared for me because they knew I was sick with my brain tumor. And they were like, "Like Charlie, like, how are you gonna make money? Like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, we, we're on top of the game and you're talking about retiring. And I'm like, I don't want a penny. I just want a new life. I gotta follow my dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and and they didn't understand until I said these words. that's all
0: from the dreams. And then once you did that, do you feel like you unlocked this other bro, listen.
1: When I told Two Change his magic words, he gave me his blessings. I told him, "This isn't my practice life. This is my only one. I have to go be an athlete." He said, "Bro, I don't know what it means, but you seem very passionate about this dream. You got to go do it," and I did. I trained for an Ironman, I lost 130 pounds, I moved to LA, I left my business, I left my city.
0: This is all blind faith. Better than any Grammy or Emmy, by the way.
1: I don't know. The Emmy was maybe the best <laughs> feeling thing because the Emmy
0: that, that is the end result.
1: was because I chased my dream. Like I left the music industry. But you street. being
0: happy is most important.
1: Absolutely. 100%. But happiness comes and goes depending on the moment.
0: But agreed, absolutely. agreed.
1: Because I, was ha- I wasn't sad in the music industry. I was sick. And that will make you sad in moments, but I love the music game. I love what I'm doing. Am I perfect now? Am I happy every day? Hell no. Generally, I'm happy. I have bad days. You follow me on Instagram, you know, like, I go through shit. Like,
0: I'm not... Like more. anybody. Everybody That's goes important. through shit. Yeah, I don't think... And I, I don't know whether people should necessarily show everything but sharing the truth
1: the truth that's it
0: that's good enough
1: just the truth hmm? don't manufacture stuff yeah. just to get the get the likes cuz we know the extremes work extreme happy works extreme sad works but yeah man I just tell the truth but um when I left the music game I uh, I had this vision of uh, becoming a Nike athlete because I loved inspiration. The very first stock I bought, I was eight years old. Saved up my money from cutting grass. Nike. I bought Nike. I was in this stock buying competition with my dad and grandfather because they would always be in the kitchen arguing. I'd be like, what are y'all arguing about? Like they're always yelling at each they other. They were
0: arguing about the stock? Stocks.
1: And then there was always this little TV in the corner sitting on the little stand and the little things were going past the bottom and in the bottom right hand corner, I went over and I looked at it and it said up a hundred. And I didn't know what that meant, but it was that little arrow and it said up a hundred. I said, what does this mean? They're like, this is the stock market. I was like, I want to do whatever y'all are doing. I want to argue right. with y'all. So we did a stock buying competition. This is like 1996. I'm, I'm a little kid mm-hmm. and I bought Nike and they were terrified for me because it was it was crashing like it was doing what bad. year was this like 96 got it and um, then Jordan started winning Jordan's Jordan started really really popping the Nike Presto 95, came 96 out yep. and the stock price started going up I won the stock Debatably buying competition. Debatably the
0: greatest team in the history of the NBA. I
1: agree Not with Not too that. shabby. Absolutely so <laughs> man won the stock buying competition loved Nike I wanted to become a Nike athlete I made a fan-made Nike commercial
0: Hmm.
1: I had this, I had this vision, and I would tell my friends all the time. I was like, I'm gonna be a Nike athlete. They're like, Charlie, man, be realistic. I was like, I saw it, like I saw the vision, like. Where I, do you see the vision? In my heart. In your heart. Yeah, like you could like feel it, like this is a real thing, like hmm. I'm going to be a Nike athlete. They're like, Charlie, man, be realistic. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's gonna be easy, like, like I can manifest this, like law of attraction, like I know it's going to be easy. And I'm in L.A. at the time. And yeah. I would write down in my quantum possibilities notebook every day. I like believe in like, quantum physics and the law of attraction. And I can, like, I can make things come to me. And
0: I want to I dive into that, too, but in a little bit.
1: So I'm writing in my notebook, I'm a Nike athlete. And I would call my like, Hollywood like, producer friends and right. be like, I need a cameraman. And they're like, well, what are you looking for? I said, well, I need somebody who can shoot, who can edit who can uh, score, who can color grade on DaVinci, who can mix and master audio, mm-hmm. and, um, and owns his own equipment. Like, we need a few, we need anamorphic lenses, we need steadicams. They're like, Charlie, like, this little Instagram video you want to make is going to cost you $50,000. This is not a vlog you're asking to create. I'm right. like, I know, like, I know this person exists. They're like, Charlie, this is Hollywood. This does not exist in one person. You're going to have to hire five different people and all these people work at studios. And I'm like, no, I know it's possible. I went to Gracias Madres, this restaurant in in Hollywood. It's a vegan restaurant. I'm out to dinner with my boy and somebody he's introducing me to who might know a cameraman. And I'm telling him, this is what I'm looking for. And he's like, bro, you're unrealistic. Like, you need to like, be more realistic. I said, bro, nothing I've done in my life has been realistic. Don't tell me to be realistic. I know this cameraman exists. I'm gonna film this Nike commercial and I'm gonna be a Nike athlete. Like, and and, and we leave the meeting and I tell my boy, and I'm like, bro, like, that that meeting just pissed me off so much. That, like, I'm so mad. Like, I do not like when people do that.
0: Did you take that and did that add fuel to the fire?
1: Fuel to the fire. Now I'm like tuning myself and I told my boy, tomorrow watch. I'm going to find my videographer. I'm going to find him tomorrow. Next day, I wake up. I'm writing in my quantum possibilities notebook, and I said these words. I said, today is the day I searched and found my videographer slash editor. It's done. It's easy. At the bottom of my page, I wrote, it's already done. Time hasn't caught up yet.
0: What is your quantum notebook?
1: This is where I manifest all my dreams.
0: Okay. You handwrite in a notebook.
1: Everything I want.
0: Everything that you want. Everything. And only I want. what you want. Or do you write other things in there too?
1: What I want. I'll do the occasional to do list if I don't have my other notebook.
0: Occasional grocery list here and there.
1: Every, occasional. <laughs> and and the, my craziest thing, but I'll write down in it every day I'm going to be a Nike athlete. Right. I'd also write down in it I'm, I'm going to be in a commercial with LeBron James and Serena Williams. Like very specific dreams. I said, today is the day I find my videographer and editor. I'm sitting on my couch, very similar to this couch.
0: Very nice couch.
1: Very nice couch. And through the front door walks my roommate, who might be the most boring individual in the history of the world. He's like an accountant at Whole Foods.
0: Shout out to your former roommate. Former roommate. His name is Morgan. Shout out to Morgan. Morgan walks in and behind
1: him, remember the most boring human being on earth, behind him walks. In this guy with a steady cam rig following him with a camera. Ah, <laughs> oh, Morgan, let's go. And I'm like, Let's look go, at, Morgan. I'm like, Morgan, Let's go. Why, why are you with a cameraman? He said, I just got a friend, I got a phone call from my friend Manny, and Manny needed to shoot something for his Airbnb company. Mm. So he sent this cameraman yes. over, and I'm looking at this cameraman, and I'm like, This is odd. I just wrote down in my notebook that this and then this guy walks in the front door, but I wasn't very hopeful because this guy was like one of those like, he looked like a gothic skateboarder like with hair and like the ear, and I'm just like, Did he oh. turn
0: out to be the guy? This is what happened.
1: I said, you do videos? He said, yeah, you know, like I do videos, but like nobody ever pays me. Like, I'm like, oh Lord, I'm, this is not gonna be the guy. And I'm like, what do you mean nobody pays you? He's like, I got all this equipment and stuff, but like everybody asked me to do stuff for free like this today. Like they're not even paying me. And I'm like, he's embarrassing himself on the job right now. Like he's saying bad stuff. Like no wonder nobody oh, man.
0: pays you. Right.
1: And then I was like, you know what? Let me see some of your work. So I got my little laptop on the coffee table and I pull up his website. And he has a short film on there. And I'm like watching it. I said, you shot this? He said, yeah, I shot it like I got like these anamorphic lenses. I got some steady and this <laughs> and I was like, I was like, who edited this? Because a lot of times the person who shoots of course, doesn't edit. Of course, So he's like, well, I edit too. I was like, this editing is really good, mm-hmm. and it, I said, who who made the music on this short film? He made the music too. He said. I've been in a rock band for 15 years. I used to be on the <laughs> Warped Tour. And I'm like, holy shit. And then I said, I said who, who, who did the color grading on this? He said, well, I taught myself Da Vinci on YouTube. <laughs> I, said, I said, who mixed and mastered the audio? Yeah. He said, well, I'm an audio engineer and I own a studio. I'm like, literally everything. I said, listen, like, can I hire you? He said, bro, I need a job so bad. Like, I applied at Hulu. They denied me. Oh, my God. And and then we sat down at the counter. Yeah. um, And had some vegan Impossible Burgers. Very nice. And I told him. Thoughts on the burger, by the way? Yeah, man. It's good? Oh, real good. The counter is good. Okay. Sponsor the Buster Show, please. (laughs) Um, So we sit down, and I tell him, I'm going to be a Nike athlete. He said, how are you going to do that? I said, we're going to make a fan-made Nike commercial. And at the end of it, we're going to say, insert Nike logo here. And we're going to tell my life story. And then Nike's going to see it, and they're going to sign me. And then I'm going to be in the biggest commercials of all time. He said, you sound crazy. I said, good. I like crazy.
0: Crazy is great. Crazy sh- means you're dreaming.
1: That's right. So we shot a fan-made Nike commercial, put it out, got a million views in three days. Um, with just On?
0: A- Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, where?
1: Facebook mainly because Got of the share was so inspirational. But Got just it. put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And just started going viral. And everybody who saw it called their friends who worked at Nike and sent it to them. Three days later, I get a phone call from a Beaverton, Oregon number. And I am flipping out. There's only one reason why Beaverton, Oregon would call anybody. There's nothing else going on there. And they said, Charlie, we don't know who you are but you have our entire campus in a frenzy. We basically want to make you a Nike athlete. They flew me up. They gave me a contract. And I made a second fan-made Nike commercial um, about this uh, astronaut backpack that Nike gave me. Yeah,
0: I I remember.
1: And I titled it Dream Crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. That
1: was the name of the commercial. And I wrote this script about crazy dreamers. And a month later, uh, I got the call from Nike um, They said, Charlie, you uh, have inspired us to do the biggest thing we've ever done at our company before, and um, we want you to be a part of it, and we need your approval. And they sent me a link. They sent me a Nike contract <laughs> as well.
0: Sent um, you a fat NDA. <laughs>
1: super fat NDA. <laughs> like and
0: a dictionary. Yeah,
1: And it was, the, it was the Colin Kaepernick, the very controversial, culturally pivoting commercial, which, big they, one. which they named after, after me. The dream crazy concept that I came up with. And uh, I was in it, and that's what we won an Emmy for. And it proved to all my friends that the law of attraction is real. And I, I explain to them all the time the quantum physics behind it. But So
0: how is the law of attraction applicable to anyone out there? How, do, how does one hear what you just said? Mm-hmm. And maybe the, their answer is also, you know, running an Iron Man and thinking of all these, you know, intuitive marketing things mm-hmm. and dreams of theirs. But what, what do you think is a takeaway um, that is applicable to any person around applying the law of attraction to themselves?
1: All right, we're going to break down some quantum physics 101.
0: Yes. I'm First go- off, what is quantum physics? All
1: right, so traditional physics was um, this world that this is a thing and this is a thing, and they're right. separate. Yep. Like, this is physics,
0: mm-hmm. right? School, yes.
1: Boring. <laughs> quantum hey, physics is a relatively new thing. Early 1900s mm-hmm. was discovered, and it scared all the scientists. Because they couldn't understand it, they're running these experiments that they it's like mystical. they're right. literally watching stuff happen that they're like, "We do not know how to explain this." right So this was the birth of quantum physics, and it all came from one initial test where they took a photon, which is a you know atomic particle, and they saw how it acted. Now everything is made up of atoms. Mm -hmm. Everything. And they did this test called the double-slit test. Now let's see um, how I could describe this very easily. Let's say you have a wall and it has two doors, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? The doors are both open and I were to throw this skateboard at the wall.
0: Mini skateboard. Charlie is not 40 (laughs) feet tall.
1: I throw this mini skateboard at a wall that has two (laughs) doors. You would expect it to either go through one door or the other door. Like if I were to throw it at that door, it goes through that door. Or I throw it at that door, it goes through that door. Right. Now, what would happen if I threw this at the wall and it goes through both doors at the same time? But it's one skateboard.
0: I would pass out.
1: You'd be like, what magic trick Houdini thing? Like, what's going on here? Like, David Copperfield? Like, where's the mirror?
0: Magician Charlie.
1: 100 percent. So this is exactly what the traditional physics said. How could this skateboard be in two different places at the same time? Yes. It's a physical object. Well they found out that the atomic particles are not pieces of matter alone. Now let me ask you a question. Say you were to have a sound wave, Mm -hmm. like a song playing on a radio. With that song you send it out into the room and say you were able to see the wave. Would that wave go through both doors? Yes, it would. Ah, oh, guess what atomic particles are? Mm, very nice. Waves, not pieces of matter. So if something is a wave, it can be in two places at the same time. We expect waves to be in two places at the same time. It's like way this over podcast. There. Exactly. This podcast is secretly flying through the air. Like, check this
0: out. In up. outer space. In outer Everywhere. space.
1: But you can't hear it when it's flying through the air. But once it's picked up by a receiver, a computer... All of a sudden, we can hear it. Let's break it all the way down to like um, songs. Right. How many songs are flying past your face right now?
0: Every single song ever.
1: Just through the radio waves, right? Yes. They're just flying through the air. But if you take a little box
0: and you tune to a frequency. I just caught a two chain song. Out just of the now. air? I just caught it. Out of the I air? I caught it. What song did I catch?
1: Uh, I'm different. Okay. So that's the thing with, if I were to say uh, 200 years ago that a song or your voice can fly through the air and this little box can play it and not miss a note, yeah. you would hang me for witchcraft in the middle of the, the square and say, that's a witch. Like, how does something fly through the air? But when, when, when in quantum physics, if everything is a wave, then that means I'm collided with everything. Okay. I'm already connected to everything I want. Okay. Take a pond, drop three rocks in it that are separate. Mm-hmm. Are, are the rocks touching? No. Do the waves that come off the rocks touch? Yes. So I believed that I was already connected to Nike, but I had to tune myself to the frequency to be able to receive Nike. Okay, you say you're on 99.3, and it goes... <sighs> but my favorite station is 99.5. Okay. So if you want to receive the song, you got to tune to the frequency. Yep. Once you tune to it, then you can receive it.
0: So I had to tune So you're you're talking about tuning to the frequencies of, of what whatever I want. you want. Got it.
1: Because everything is a wave. That means everything is a frequency.
0: Just like the f- cell phone flying through the air, the only way your phone can receive it is to tune to I it. Haven't stood it. I haven't understood it as clearly as you just put it until just now. I appreciate that.
1: But I, I've heard a lot of people try
0: to explain it, which is interesting.
1: You tune to the frequency and you're able to receive it. How did I tune to the Nike frequency? First, you have to be it. To tune to it, you have to be it. What does you that mean? Take the radio. You want to be on 99.5? You better tune it to 99.5. If I want to be Nike, I got to be it. I got to tune to it. So I made a fan-made Nike commercial.
0: You had to to match their energy or lift them up.
1: What did Nike have? What do Nike athletes have? They have Nike commercials and Nike clothes on. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I dressed up as a Nike athlete and made my own Nike commercial. I became a Nike athlete before Nike even knew who I was.
0: Why do you believe in quote unquote impossible so much? Like where, where does that come from? And do you think it's a problem that not enough people think that way? Or do you think it would be an even bigger problem if everybody thought that way?
1: Well, it's not, it's not possible for everybody to think that way because like for me, like I've had points in my life where like I'm, 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 I'm in my head. Then I have points in my life that I get broken and I need a miracle to happen. So then I have no choice but to think that way. Yeah. So there's there's timelines, but like with quantum physics, like I wanted to work with Oprah. Okay. Like, and I told George, I'm sitting with George. George has
0: told me the funniest Oprah story, by the way, (laughs) how he's just like sitting in that chair downtown Uh in Hollywood and... Uh, he's just like, he's like looking down and Oprah comes out of the elevator. She's just like, George! <laughs> Every single time. But continue. So I tell George, because I knew George knew Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: So I was like, George, I want to work with Oprah. And he can't, he's not just going to pick up the phone and call Oprah because I said that.
0: Yeah. But he's crazy though.
1: You <laughs> never know. I've seen him just call Spike Lee like on the fly. Yeah. Like just boom. Lord Mav Carter. Like he'll just call somebody and they'll always answer. Like Spike Lee answered first call. He introduced
0: me to Spike. Really? In person. In Charlotte. That's crazy. Yeah. Spike could not have cared less, but it was (laughs) it was great. Even funnier though, Marv Albert, Mm -hmm. I've never told this story, but he um, he was having dinner and George knew Marv Mm -hmm. and like the family or whatever and Marv is like literally one of my heroes. Like back in high school, I did broadcasting. Like there mm-hmm. were like four or five guys, Mike Breen being number one because he was the Knicks guy, but mm-hmm. Marv was up there because um, he would do a lot of the national TV games um, for the NBA. And I was introduced to him. He like listened to the intro on me or whatever and then like barely shook my hand and like turned back. Um, and then his grandkids asked for a photo, which is kind of cool. He That's still didn't awesome. care. But that was cool. Hey, Amen. Um, <laughs> you get planner. what you can get. But, um, but yeah, on, on the Spike Lee, George, Oprah, Charlie, <laughs> pretty crazy.
1: Crazy. So I just tell George, like, I want to work with Oprah. Because I make sure I tell everybody my dreams all the time. And, and you know what the root word of the term abracadabra means in Hebrew? What does it mean? So abracadabra in Hebrew means... Huzzah. As I speak, I create. Okay. That's what could ever means. It has nothing to as do I with speak, magic. I which is magic. But as I speak, I create. So I make sure I tell people my dreams every single day. Okay. Like the same thing I'm writing down in my notebooks. I
0: believe in that the most by the way. If yes. you don't if you don't you just have to put it out there. Constantly. Whatever you want. You want to put it out there.
1: Yes. So I tell George I want to work with Oprah. Two minutes later. Two minutes. This lady named Anne walks by in the, off, in the, in the office, Noya mm-hmm. House here in Hollywood, and George hasn't seen her in like 12 years. And he's like, Anne, you know, and she comes over and George is like, Charlie, tell Anna your story. And I start telling her my story. And she pulls out a piece of paper. I said, what are you writing down? She said, oh, well, I'm about to meet with Oprah's producer um, of 25 years in about 20 minutes. She would love this story. Oprah's producer of 25 years produced my entire bike ride across America. I believe in that. There's nothing that I
0: believe in more than that.
1: That fast.
0: I think it's happening. Here's an interesting twist to that. I think that's always happening. Mm -hmm. You just only tap into it when you talk about it.
1: Yeah. For real.
0: Like, it's like literally. I could be like, I don't want... A LeBron James 2003 Topps Chrome rookie card right now. But now that I've said it, mm. somebody that's listening to this podcast is going to have one and hit me up because that's a card I'm trying to buy but, right now. But
1: yes and no, that's very physics. But there's a magical version of that as well.
0: Which is? I said I'm going to be in a commercial with LeBron and Serena. That's much higher level than me trying to buy a product.
1: That wasn't somebody listening to my podcast and it wasn't transactional. What true, you're talking true, 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 about true, true, is true. one plus one equals true, two. True, true.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: What I'm talking about, which is 1 plus 1 equals 2 is true math. But 1 plus 1 equals 1,000 is also true math. I agree. It's
0: physics and quantum physics. That's just a dream version Mm of a more practical version, which I think people could apply. Like yours is a vision that is worked on for your entire life. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think what I just said, Mm -hmm. I could say a hundred times a day about a hundred different things. And I think everyone should do that in their life. Yes. Not on a podcast, not on here, just talking to their friends. So I'm interested in this. So
1: Kylie and I yesterday mm
0: -hmm. were saying we want
1: a gas station to do an event at. Yep. And we're gonna we, we know, we know quantum physics. So we're like, we just need to talk about it. Let's just say what we want. I was on the phone with my friend today, and we're just talking. And comes up in conversation, he said, "Oh, my friend sells gas stations."
0: Who sells it? That's not even a job. No and, one. And then when no one has ever sold
1: <laughs> gas station. <laughs> Kylie, am I making this up? <laughs> see, see. So, so this is the thing. But we knew this was going to happen because yesterday we said, "What do we want?" We want a gas station. We need to find somebody who gives us gas stations. And boom, we just set it out. We write it down. We expect it. Remember at the bottom of my page when I wanted to meet my videographer? I said, it's already done. Time hasn't caught up yet. That's me tuning to the frequency that is already mine. I just need a little time. Like... I am already successful. I am already a Nike athlete. It's already mine. That's the frequency. That's the confidence. I shut this little brain off. That's the energy
0: you have? Yes.
1: I shut this brain off that's thinking like, oh, be realistic. No, that's blocking the frequency. That little brain talk in your head, that's you walking on an elevator and you don't have any bars on your cell phone. You have no bars when you block the blessing. You have (laughs) no bars. I I walk off the elevator. I shut off that little voice in my head. I said, I'm already mine. I got full signal. I got Verizon. You got Boost Mobile. Mm. I'm Verizon. I'm fully connected. I can hear my dreams crystal clear because I'm tuned to that frequency. I shut this thing down from talking me out of it. And I make this. I drink the Kool-Aid, bro. When you drink drink your own Kool-Aid, if I would have listened to anybody in my life, they would have said, Charlie, don't even try that Nike thing. It's not realistic. You don't play for the Lakers. You're not in the Olympics. You know what's
0: a beautiful thing, though? When you surround yourself with a group of people that do say you can do that. Yeah. That's life-changing.
1: Want me to tell you my little secret?
0: Yes. Like? No. Yes.
1: (laughs) I don't give the people in my life room to even doubt me i come at it so ambitiously they would feel stupid to even try to talk me off of it i come at it so passionately i don't leave space for any weakness i say i'm gonna be a nike athlete
0: feedback is a beautiful thing though well sometimes like how I look at it for myself is like, I have an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the idea I told you before this podcast, I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. around when this podcast releases, but you'll see it. Um, I've probably told that to eight or nine people. That's mm-hmm. my Supreme Court for mm-hmm. this idea, right? Mm-hmm you got to have a jury of some kind for A, B testing feedback so you can modify it.
1: Absolutely. Originally, I
0: was going to do this idea one way, and then I got majority votes, essentially, that I should do it this other way. Mm -hmm. And then through them saying that, then I was like, all right, how do I take it a step further? How do I take it two steps further? That's right. And then I started going about that myself, and then I started calling people and talking to more people, and they're like, oh, I can do this. I can introduce you to this person, that person. And all of a sudden, it went from being an Instagram story to a whole campaign around something. Exactly. Um, so that's why I believe in feedback and talking to people and having people that support you around you authentically. 100%. Um, because I have done things, like I'll give a perfect example. You remember the, you remember the banana uh, mm-hmm. tape. tape? So I had like five Photoshop uh, designs of like me on the wall, dressed in all yellow, taped, super well done. Um, and I sent it to a few friends and they were like, uh, I love you, but this is stupid. Um, and then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Um, but at the same time, they're going to tell me when my good ideas are good. Yeah. You know, when I'm, when I'm fortunate enough to have them. So I think that is also important to maintain a certain level that you want to be at. And I think certain people don't have to have that as much, but I think everyone has amazing ideas and less amazing ideas, even though at the beginning, I think every idea is amazing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, every idea I think I have is amazing until I start, uh, like, stress testing it. Mm-hmm. When I start, start stress testing it and asking, like, my Supreme Court, um, that's when I figure out if it was a really good idea or not. And mm-hmm. sometimes it survives uh, the Supreme Court. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But I think that's also important when talking about, like, when having that energy and having that passion. Because the energy is what's going to drive you through it, right? Yep. Like, if you don't head into a project um, without the energy... If or you, if you head into a project without the energy, it's over before it began. Mm-hmm. But if you enter with the energy, it has all the chance in the world. Mm-hmm. I think energy drives everything. Like, you know what energy is? Mood.
1: <laughs> Bro, energy, waves, frequencies, vibes. Vibes? No, big vibes? No, that's Chilling what vibes? Vibrations. Oh, yes.
0: Our energy. I never never made the connection between vibes hanging out and vibrations. That's interesting. That's where that's why it resonates. Hold on. Resonates. Do you know what resonate is? I don't follow.
1: Vibes. (laughs) Bro, that's what bro (laughs) resonate like bro, like that's where that's why it sits with us. You're like
0: a not crazy Kanye West.
1: I don't know, man. I'm (laughs) (laughs) you might not be crazy. I love Kanye. He might He's one of my just people be two years ahead of us because when he does something we think it's crazy and then we all catch up to it and then what he does seems normal because we finally caught up. So is he crazy or is he just thinking about stuff in more detail than us and he doesn't know how to express it, but he'll show us and then we'll catch up to it. <laughs>
0: Not to go into particular instances, but there are certain decisions that he has made separate. I think creatively, I agree completely. What's one, what's one decision? Uh, supporting certain people in the political uh, so, sphere. So check
1: this out. In culture, most people don't like Donald Trump. Everybody thought Kanye West was committing suicide at the time. Then he proved to us he didn't commit suicide. And... Donald Trump starts getting people out of jail. Kim Kardashian is getting her uh, uh, law, going past the bar. She might run for president. Like, like it's starting to make sense to where it's like, is he, like, us general consensus people who aren't spending the same amount of time thinking about stuff as he is, he's obviously thinking about this stuff way more than we are. We're just catching the headlines and seeing, you know, some ripples. I hear your point. The man might be like, cause I thought his career was going to be over.
0: Kanye. Clearly, like you at support ten Trump? different points, right? Yeah.
1: But clearly, the man knows something more than me because I was wrong.
0: He, one thing that he does extremely well, and I'm the biggest fan of Kanye, and I agree with everything you just said, oh, through and through. Um, I think, though, at the same time, what, and this, I'm probably even guilty of this myself. Is like that it's just beaten into me that he's wrong in this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Um, Where, in deep down, I support him. And a lot of the stuff he does, I think he's very smart most of the time. Um, But but I agree, it's definitely interesting. Kanye has taught me that I
1: am not an expert, and that when I see something culturally that doesn't make any sense, I no longer need to revert back to what's in my brain because my brain is a series of historical events that I understand.
0: And when I see something that that I you've been willing to uh, you know accept. That's right. So I'm
1: adding in an if-then programming into my brain that when I see something that I don't understand, stop trying to relate it to something that I already know and let me start asking some questions. Like, for example, this has nothing to do with Kanye West. This has to do with Young Thug. Okay. Young Thug. He came up in Atlanta's rap game, used to pay to perform at my annual Christmas concerts. He was just an upcoming rapper. Then he starts popping and he's on Instagram and he's calling men Bay Like he's calling another man Bay He's wearing dresses. My brain says you're going to be kicked out of hip hop because these are the rules that I understand from hip hop. Hip hop's not gonna allow you to be in doing this seemingly gay stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have to rewrite the rules that The old war strategy does not work for the new war. Imagine still today we fought wars where we stand in a field and point guns at each other. That's the old war strategy. But if we're all in our ego, this is how war is, we would be dying when somebody said, you know what, let's hide behind a bush.
0: Right, I think one thing that I've grown to understand a lot better over the last year, and I think partially through people like yourself, Is just very quickly like having an opinion, but then not holding it too tight. Facts, facts. Super big. I think it's. I think honestly, for people in general, um, pivot position. It can change your life. One hundred percent. Just being like, okay, here's here's my thoughts on Kanye West uh, and Trump, and then you say something interesting. Why am I? Why wouldn't I be allowed to change my opinion? Right,
1: we could change our clothes, change our hairstyle. We could change our opinions.
0: I don't know if I'm changing our hairstyle, but (laughs) opinions and clothes, I agree. Man,
1: (laughs) there's there's just a lot of stuff. Like, like since I've since I've gotten away from, like, like since I've gotten away, like, bro, I like breaking rules now. Like, I'm very inspired by Kanye West. Like, I'm very inspired by Kanye West because it shows me what's possible. And you don't need the people to understand you today. Mm -hmm. If you stand for what you feel is in your heart,
0: because we're able to see visions. Like, I don't need to see something physically. And make sure that it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, you don't want to hurt. Hopefully,
1: most people don't want to hurt.
0: Don't hurt people. You you just want to stress test everything.
1: I don't stress test everything.
0: Why not? I test things, but I don't stress test it. I I think my meaning is the same thing.
1: Okay. But, like, I don't... Sometimes I'll just do something to see how it works. Like, I won't, like, go ask a panel. I won't go ask advisors. Sometimes I don't want anybody's opinion. Sometimes... Like, I, I didn't need anybody's opinion to do my Nike fan made commercial. It made no logic or reason. There was zero logic or zero reason. All my advisors would have probably advised me stay in the music industry, do, Like, this little. Because advisors
0: thing. tell you the safe route. 100%. It's my problem with the whole school system. We were talking about it beforehand. hmm. Advisors tell you to go down the path that is safest rather than has the highest upside for you and your happiness.
1: Which is. Not
0: bad advice. No, it's not. It's great advice if you're trying to be average. But there's another way.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can not be average and do that, too. You can go to college and be
0: legendary. Of course. 100%. Of course, 100%. So it's Higher decent.
1: Higher likelihood, though. It's, it's decent advice. But, bro, like, like, it's okay to go the opposite way. Like, when I see people doing stuff, I'm, like, always questioning, is there another way? Constantly, I do it on the internet. I look at the way things are. Me and you talked A year ago, I'm like buster like because I like asking questions to young people I'm like what you think I should do? You're like vlogs. I was like, I don't want to do a vlog Everybody's doing a vlog What's next? Like I damn near invented the vlog Soldier Boy was the first person who had a full-time cameraman and we put out videos every day. Mm -hmm. I invented that shit. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want to do that. That I was doing that in two thousand seven. I don't want to do that right. in two thousand twenty. You want to try
0: to hop on the newest trend. Two
1: thousand seven is two thousand twenty. Like we're in a whole nother another, another decade.
0: Yeah, you want to be on top of the new thing always, and that's not TikTok. I
1: don't, I don't want to be on TikTok. Right. People say, Charlie, do TikTok. I'm like, I want a deep end of the pool. They're like, Well, what are you gonna do? I'm like, Listen, this is what I see culturally. I see. I see we're at the dead end of communication, mm. like, like I look at these things, like back in the day, people communicated, they told stories, like around a campfire, and it spread from village to village, and then they started writing letters, and these stories got shorter, and then you introduce this thing called emails, and then it got shorter. Then you introduced text messages. And then it got shorter. And then words don't even become full words. Because now you're using BRB, LOL. A lot of acronyms. Acronyms. And then you introduce emojis. And now people aren't even responding with acronyms. They're responding with just a, a little emoji, which is even shorter. And then you introduce the just sticker tap. Now you're not even responding. You're just tap, tap. hard. Like, to where we're at the dead end of communication. Yeah. So I'm looking at this cultural dead end. It can't get any shallower
0: to where you're not even responding to somebody. You're Back tap, tap. in the day, you used to handwrite a letter and send it off via pigeon. Exactly. That's what
1: I'm fascinated by now. So if we're at the dead end, who's the people who are passionate about doing the pigeon? I actually thought about this. That's why I like podcasts.
0: It's deeper. Podcast is way deeper than pen to pigeon. Exactly. But guess what?
1: Podcast is also a very antiquated technology that could use some innovation. Like we're sitting down, like talking. Right. It could use some innovation.
0: Sure, but I think there's something very raw, organic, and authentic, whereas something else could distract. But I agree. I agree.
1: It's decent. It's
0: it's food for thought.
1: It's decent. Podcast, I, I do a podcast. I have a podcast. I think it's decent. I'm constantly looking on how to innovate on this. We're sitting in some chairs talking for an hour and a half. Right. It's decent. What's next? Talk of to this? me.
0: Talk to me about Quantopia. Quant- what is it?
1: It's the world's first well, first of all, I built lots of movements in my life. This is the biggest work of art I've ever created. Like this is the greatest movement I've ever created, Quantopia. It is a The world's first digital speakeasy. Like, in a world full of three billion Truman shows.
0: Oh, so many. I love that movie though. I love it too. Jim Carrey's Legend.
1: Everybody on the internet is saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's almost sickening going through people's stories. It's just noise. If you zoom all the way out and look at what's going on, it's everybody yelling and making noise and saying, look at me.
0: Everyone. That's all anyone says.
1: Everybody has their own channel. And everybody's looking for attention. Their own
0: TV station, radio station, everything.
1: I wanted to be the one who says, you can't even look at me. Why do we like Supreme? Because it's not easy to get. But with content, content is just so easy to get. You just go on somebody's page and it's there. It's always there. It's always on. I created a digital speakeasy. I created a movement that's hidden behind a secret phone number. The the secret phone number is like, I don't even put it out. Like it's not on my Instagram. You have to hit up another Quantum Citizen to get into this. Quantum
0: Citizen is somebody that is already a member of Quantopia.
1: Exactly. So it's like, you'll look at my comments and you'll see hundreds of people saying, somebody send me the number, somebody send me the number. And I have a podcast in Quantopia and it's a community and we have these things like, we have quantum currency. Like we have our own coins, like our physical, I'll show you. Like we have our own physical coins. Like, look at this, like boom. Like these are like real commemorative
0: coins. Show it to the camera.
1: Like this is a world that I built. This is like people like are getting tattoos of pink doors. What's the goal? The goal is the ism. Like I unlock people. I want to teach people like quantum physics, manifestation, dreams, business, all the CEO Charlie stuff. But it's like it's not.
0: You want to do it more direct and within a community of like-minded people.
1: I mean, they're treating it as if they're their own. Like right now, everybody's listening to The Buster Show. Guess whose podcast this is? Show. Apple. (laughs) No, it's yours. Yeah. Like it's yours. People who listen to my podcast in Quantopia, they feel like it's theirs Mm. because it's their secret world that they have access to that's not available to the public. So they treat it as theirs. So they get tattooed on them the pink doors.
0: Mm.
1: People are getting haircuts with pink doors in their hair. Girls have the fingernails with pink doors. It's like, what? Like, because they feel like it's theirs. Bro, like, I'm building the greatest movement I've ever built in my life. And I said, the reason why this happened is because I said to the Internet, you can't even have this phone number. you got to find it somewhere. And people are, like, selling it for $2 on Craigslist.
0: Do you think people put too much out? Like, I've, we've, we've spoken about this before, and I've seen you talk about it on social media a bunch before, but there are a lot of people that suggest, like, you post you know, tons of things on every platform every day. Yeah, it Um, works. It works.
1: But I think there's another way.
0: And that other way is?
1: So, like, me coming from the celebrity space. So, like, the other day, like, I I saw this. um, So I'm subscribed to Gary B's uh, phone number. Yep. And he sent out a a, a document that tells people to make 64 people pieces of content in a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it. Every day. I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, even even if it was only one day, that's a very extreme thing. Right. But I know that works. Like putting up that much content. You know, put the little picture of yourself with a quote beside it, like all that stuff. Put the little, like it's all the same. But I come from the entertainment space. I don't come from the influential personal brand influencer space. Right. And celebrities. And influential people are different than influencers. They operate by a complete different paradigm. They speak when they have something to say. So it's like Gary View was telling people put out, you know, 64 pieces of content in a day. Right. I think to myself, OK, why? Well, one, I will say this. That does work but it also does not work. It works to put out 64 pieces of content in a day, but I look at it in my life like, okay, and and I don't think anybody's telling the youth this because the youth who's looking at the game, they're like, oh, that's how I'll make it. Yes, you will make it if you put out that much content every day.
0: But you won't make it in the right way. That's sustainable.
1: Let me explain this, Dear, dear young kids. I won't say nobody, but very few, Professor Rocket, very few people who create content every single day and do the vlogs every day and put out 64 pieces of content every day love their life in two years. If I told you that you can become successful at the cost of building a jail cell for yourself through that build content every day and release every day. You can't even stop doing it because if you ever stop doing 64 pieces of content a day, you're going to get replaced by some young kid who is going to do it every day. And you told me a cool stat earlier, what's the average life of an NFL athlete? It's
0: around 3 years.
1: 3 years. That's short, right? Guess what? YouTube Instagram influencer, you do 64 pieces of content every day. What's the average life you'll live?
0: Under a year. Under a you year. You won't make it a year.
1: You'll get so you will make it, but you will get so burned out because if you take a day off, People are gonna go somewhere else. So I come from the celebrity
0: space. So what's the replacement to that? What should I be doing? What should they be doing?
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Is it possible to have influence? Without social media.
0: Yes That's the highest level. That's like the God level influence.
1: Is that influence that lasts beyond a year?
0: If you do it the right way. Yeah,
1: okay. How many people do you see today Operating like Martin Luther King. How many people today, like, imagine this Martin Luther King saying, I need to make micro content for TikTok. We would be disappointed in my boy MLK. We'd be like, Why aren't you out with the people? Why aren't you out doing something good? Why are you making micro content for TikTok? Like, that's your. Why are you dancing in the bathroom here? Come on, man. Come on. Like Jesus, for example, is maybe the most influential man. We're we're talking about, like, not religion here. We're talking about, like, influence. Right. Okay? So you might be Buddhist, you might be Muslim, you might be Jewish. We're going to look at influence. The man Jesus was so influential that people of other religions use his birthday to determine what day it is. That's how influential the man was. The man was so influential because he was the people and he didn't even have a bunch of followers. He had 12, but he understood to go to the deep end of the pool. So yes, it is possible to influence the world without social media. So when we're looking at building our careers, we have to at least think about this seat at the table because right now, if we think the only way to make it is to put out a vlog every day, if that's the only seat at the table, if that's the only option that we're being
0: told. Granted, though, I think if there was, like, for Jesus, for example, and I'm not familiar with anything religion-based. That's just not something that had ever has ever piqued my interest. But um, back then, there was writing. People would write things. That's what our version of documenting is, and I believe in it for long-term sake, for you know being able to look back on these things you want things recorded or else they evaporate into thin air although i'm curious how you're going to take this i thought about this a few years back since mm-hmm. like the travel the the speed that light travels is, is a certain
1: mm-hmm.
0: length right let's say you you are 300 million light years away right mm-hmm. and you have a telescope that looks at earth mm-hmm. you're going to see dinosaurs mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. the light that is hitting you that's dope So if you were theoretically how old are you? Uh, thirty. So if you were thirty light years away, you could watch yourself being born. Mm. So thirty light years away, Mm. that light from when you were being born is hitting. That's an amazing that's amazing. Right? Bro, that's deep. I thought about that like two, three years ago. Uh I don't think I've ever I I never made a post about it or anything, but I've told a couple people. Okay. Um, but so theoretically anything that has ever happened that Mm -hmm. wasn't documented Somewhere, somehow, if there's something else out there, could be documenting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, <laughs> the only documentation is what we take into our own hands, which mm-hmm. is why I believe in recording myself all the time mm-hmm. when it makes sense and when I think there's value for anybody else, even if there isn't. Maybe one day there is.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. I did that. I've done that. And it made me. Like like we were talking about the vlog. Mm-hmm. like. There's nothing wrong with that. But dear young people, we have to, before we start something, we have to realize, are we one, selling our soul? Are we building a jail cell for it? At what cost am I becoming another animal in the circus? Like, do I have to do something so extreme to get attention that I'm gonna burn out, or people are just gonna move on, and it's gonna become stale. If you ever followed somebody on Instagram who puts out so much content, that you like it at first, but then after a while it becomes so predictable that you like don't even like click on the video, you just kind of scroll past it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, the person usually says that's about the everyone. Same thing. But celebrities operate a little bit different, and influential people operate a little bit different. Oprah operates a little bit different. They speak when they have something to say, they, 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 they create when they're inspired. Now I'm not saying you have to do all one way or all the other way, but nobody culturally is telling the youth, like for me, like people are like, Charlie, why'd you delete all your podcasts off the internet? I said, because I'm hiding it behind a, a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that, that, that's not good for business. People can't discover you. I say, I get more listeners now than I had. I had my public podcast open for one year. I get more listeners now on Quantopia. Right. And it's been three months Then I had because I went the opposite way. So I'm not saying what exists is bad. What I'm saying is start challenging the way things are. And add this program into you to run a program to say, okay, this is the way things are. What's another way? And then that's when you become innovative. Because, like, my audience, they don't expect podcasts from me every week. Right. They're like, Charlie, like, it's been a month since you've made a podcast. I'm like, I'm not inspired. They're like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) But I train them to, like, like, for example, when's the last time Kendrick Lamar dropped an album?
0: It's been a minute. It's been too long.
1: A couple years, maybe family. three. Yeah.
0: But are we leaving him? No, never. second he comes back, we're all, we're all jumping in the water for him.
1: He trained us to respect his art because he's an artist. So he creates when he wants to create, but he trained us to still value him even when he's not creating, where his lifespan is not one year. So I want to challenge culture. To not just look at how influencers operate, because this influencer thing is still relatively new—super new—we're 1.0 on influencer and how they operate. People are going to realize the burnout rate is really fast. So maybe there should be another way. Maybe 64 pieces of content shouldn't be the only conversation we have.
0: What do you think the other conversation is that you want to push and for then you can me, push here? For,
1: for me, I'm going the exact opposite way. I would actually Postman love inspired. Actually, I'll go even more extreme. This might not be for everybody. But for me, it's like, I want to be an invisible influencer. I want to see if I could do what Martin Luther King did. What if I didn't even have social media? If he could do it, can somebody in 2020 not have social media and become influential? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Human nature is still human nature. But it's like when 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 Quantopia surpasses my Instagram, I might delete my Instagram. And all I'll have is a, 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 a hidden digital world that's not even open to the public. Maybe. Like, I know a lot of people right now who, like, they don't even, they're so sick of social media. Do you
0: worry about the dependency on a platform that holds that, though? I don't. Do you want to eventually hold it on your own? I think, I think
1: if I, uh, I think I do hold, I think Quantopia does hold it on its own. So it's a it's a password protected website that right. people go to they have the password they got to go to secret portal put it in mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah that's good that's yeah. good it's, but it's it's just never been done before but that's what that's what i think is next like like in fashion which do you value more supreme or Ralph Lauren polo which do you value more Me? which is, supreme
0: yeah. why because Every artist, every athlete that I have ever liked, looked up to, has liked that style and it's more up my alley from a stylistic standpoint. Can you go to
1: Macy's and get Supreme? Uh, You cannot. Okay. What exists right now in the digital world is only Macy's. Everything's available. Name some digital content that's exclusive.
0: I think, uh, do you know who Yes Theory is? Yeah, they're my they, boys. I they, mentored them. Exactly. They've been doing a, a really good job at keeping certain things private.
1: Like the documentary? Yeah.
0: Where I really pay like what's that. fair? I really like that.
1: Innovative model. Pay right? what's fair for our content. You might have $1, you might have $50, you might have 500 What? How do you value this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's playing with culture of how content works. I
0: love that. So that's my answer. I like, I that. like when people do stuff like that.
1: Exactly. Boom. Content right now is like Amazon. It's just like it's everywhere. Like it's available. You could go buy it right now. You'll get it tomorrow. You'll get it instantly. But what we want is supreme. Who's making supreme of content? Well, I'm starting to. I'm trying. Quantobia, you can't even have this. Like I'm throwing these secret events in L.A. where people are going to be lined up. And it's a secret event it's not even online you can't even find out you get a text message you hear about it i build mm-hmm. an art installment out in the desert with some invisible ink on a 30-foot door You're telling me you want to buy a ghost town i want to buy a ghost town in the desert and you make want to a monument your
0: own village no
1: i want a monument i want a monument where i build art installments and on those art installments are hidden secret codes where people text those codes and get secret content get secret information like if i did a vlog i don't even want it on youtube
0: You want it on Quantopia.
1: I want it like in some hidden way where people got a text, a cheat code to unlock a secret website that has it. And then you next thing you
0: know, it's on Reddit. Here's one thing that I think about the whole vlog thing, though. And I I believe in like the more that's out there of you, if you are providing value for people. So let's say Martin Luther King, right? Mm -hmm. If there was footage of him being him in private and saying certain things that, you know, like a lot of what he said publicly changed the world forever. Mm -hmm. Maybe he said twice as many things in private. Mm-hmm. that if we're documented would have had three times the effect on the world. Mm-hmm. I think if you're saying good things, if you have good intent, even if you don't, if it is at some point good and or at will be at some point good, you want to have it out there because you want to have your entire brain and thought process downloaded. 100% into the world, so that when you're gone, it's there. 100%. Because the second you're gone, it's over. That's right. But if you've every thought you've ever had, important thought.
1: 100%.
0: Downloaded onto the internet, you're there forever. That's right. So that's why I believe in vlogging. That's why I believe in all of it. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. But I agree the narrative should be shifted on what is healthy for people. And more people should be creative with twisting and tweaking uh, the process that people consume content through?
1: Everybody listening, the grass grows where you water it. Just be careful what you're growing. Like, if, you, if we were to go do a poll, and, and people who are in the vlog space or the Instagram content creator space, um, where's their profession? You know, two years in, and we ask them if they're happy or if they want to make a change. I would guess a good percentage of 90%.
0: 90?
1: That's a very high number are not happy with what they created.
0: They're but probably are optimistic. I think they a, a significant percentage is still going to be optimistic, but Yeah. Yeah. So cuz that's what got them there in the first place. 100%? It takes a lot of talent. It does. A lot of talent. The dedication to it is very mm-hmm. legitimate. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the CTA from this podcast? What do we want people to know, take away? What is our call to action? We talked about it a little bit before, but what mm-hmm. do we want to make the call to action to everybody listening, everybody that's listened through? What do we want the call to action to be?
1: There's a few, there's a few things I've done. Um, Like, I, I had like a real Instagram addiction. Like, I've been able to solve it mm-hmm. quite a bit, um, but I would have to take detoxes. Like Instagram is so visually stimulating that it like really plays to addiction. And there's only a few things in life like that really like make us addicted, and that's like drugs,
0: it's addicting, bro. food,
1: alcohol. And like Instagram, like detoxing. You've heard the term, like, I need to detox from Instagram. Of course. Like, there's only a few things you detox from. You detox from drugs. You detox from food. You detox from alcohol. You detox from Instagram. It's a very dangerous thing where we weren't detoxing from Twitter. Why? Because there was no visual stimulation. It was just wittiness or news. But Instagram plays to the ego so much, and there's so much out there.
0: Ego is the most dangerous thing in the world. Yeah, man. I, I, the second you can overcome ego,
1: you're good. Bro, it was so bad. I wanted to do this thing where I was like, like I wanted to get a dumb phone for December. Like, I wanted a flip phone.
0: <laughs> just so I could like build. Not a smartphone. Not a smartphone.
1: A dumb phone. But a dumb phone because I just wanted to like have like strong conversations with people. Like I didn't wanna like, like I wanted to go to the deep end of the pool again. And I'm so much happier when I don't have Instagram. Like I need it to run my business. But it's like, I wish I didn't have to have it. I was happier as a kid when I was just like playing basketball with my friends and not worrying about Instagram. Like days I post on Instagram, like you asked me earlier, like, what's your screen time? I said, well, it's a lot when I post something on Instagram because I get so addicted to the mm. feedback.
0: So it's Feedback like, is a beautiful and dangerous thing. It is. It is, man. Because the second, there's nothing that people like more than talking about themselves. I'm telling you. Hearing about themselves? Forget about it. It's like the craziest drug you've ever had.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I do, like, um, and I don't know if this is a call to action, but, like, I uh, When I post something, I delete Instagram off my phone mm. just so I don't consume it. So I just, like, force myself to go about my life and not care about the feedback. Like, let me post what's genuinely authentic Can to me. Then you re-download it? I re-download it the next my day. God. <laughs> and guess what? You don't care about anything the next day. True. You care about it in the moment. Like, how's it performing on the algorithm? Like, oh. Like, bro, there was this one time I announced my tour, Right which doesn't pertain to the mass audience of my um, following because it's not in every city. So it's maybe 10% of my audience is about to, see the, about to have tour dates. But it's like, I posted it, and this is a big deal in my life. Like I've got a whole like speaking tour. Mm-hmm. And I post it, and it's not doing good on the algorithm. And then I got so sad and frustrated because I'm like, like, I'm not good enough? Like, when you post something and the algorithm doesn't reward it, right. you start thinking to yourself, am I not good enough? Do I need to do something crazier? Like, do I need to become a circus animal in order to get people to see what I'm doing? So then I look at the algorithm as, like, massa. Like, when I read uh, Frederick Douglass's book, okay. his autobiography, The autobiography, you a big reader? Sometimes. I have phases where I read. Um, so, in his book, Autobiography of a Slave... He explained how slave masters kept slaves loyal and how they kept slaves loyal was by punishing them more. Like Mm -hmm. slaves became more loyal to their master when they were punished and whipped more. When a master would give a slave a little extra bonus, a little extra food or a little extra money, because sometimes they would give them money. The slave immediately started thinking about freedom. The second they were rewarded. So what does the Instagram algorithm do to me? It punishes me. And then with the first thing that goes through my head is, okay, I'll do better, master. I'll make better content for you, master. So I'll stay on the platform longer. Now, if Instagram just let me have all my audience, I'm probably going to take all that audience and take them somewhere else, and I'll go do something else in my life. But the fact that Instagram algorithm is so tough on me The first thought that goes through my head is, I'm going to make better content. Let me try harder, Mr. Instagram. I'm going to try harder to do better, Mr. Instagram. So I'm going to do something crazier or I'm going to post more, Mr. Instagram. I'm going to be on your platform even more because I need to do good for the algorithm. (laughs) That's what's going on. Yeah. Seriously. And I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a grown man, 30 years old, and that algorithm affects my happiness. Like, I'll post something and it doesn't do good, I get sad. And I shouldn't have to be that way because I'm dope. I do dope stuff in real life, but I feel like a small little ant because that algorithm controls my happiness so much. So I'm, I'm just like, I want to be stronger. I so really do.
0: The best thing that you figured out so far is deleting the app.
1: I want, I, 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 what I truly want is I don't want Instagram. So I built Quantopia, which is now growing faster than my Instagram does because I'm building my underground railroad so I can get out of this mess. Mm. Can I have influence? But this comes from my thought processes of breaking the rules and shifting culture. If Instagram is by far the best platform in the world, it's the best way to reach people by far. It made me. I have one hundred and forty thousand followers. Instagram is an amazing platform. Changed my life but I also add in a thought process of, is there another way to be influential? Right. And the people who are thinking that way are the ones who change the game. So. Makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm, this is still new. This, this, this interview in 20 years is probably gonna make sense. Right now, it might not make sense to anybody watching it, but I'm planting a seed in people's heads that there might be another way than the way we are told. Like, go be an influencer. Go put out micro content. Martin Luther King didn't put out micro content. So I know there's another way to influence the world. Right. I know there's a way because he's a human just like me, just like you. And human nature did not change because Instagram was invented. Human nature, we still talk to people. We still interact with people. The world can be influenced, but yes, I use Instagram. But I'm also challenging myself to think that there is a bigger and better way to be influential in this world. Because my goal is to change people's lives, just like you. You're providing all this inspiration to people. But what we need in our lives is to question things. We need to question. Like for me, for yeah, example Are you willing to change. And be willing combination to of a lot of things. And and be willing to do things that might not make sense. Because you might discover something.
0: I believe in doing things that make zero sense a ton. Like, I think... Like, if you could pay for happiness, which I think uh, it, it can come as a byproduct of something that you can pay for. Like, say, deep down, and you just want to be... In Miami right now, mm-hmm. I think it's worth it for you just going to Miami just to be just to have good energy for a week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a hundred percent worth that investment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I believe in nothing more than that. Makes right. no sense other other than that, but I believe in investing in your own happiness the most. Like yes. put all your money into that. Yes, like all my money, that basket. Yeah, it's big. What do you want to give your phone number here? I know we also have a little sneaker thing little surprise, surprise, kind of to close this out here. But. All right,
1: so check this out. Let's call, let's call Kickstradamus real quick.
0: So, Is he East Coast or West Coast? He's East Coast. He's in Long Beach. So it might be late.
1: Hey. <laughs> so, so I want to do this for everybody who's listening. We talked about Quantopia. Now, please, do not post this phone number. And Buster, editor, guy, do not post this phone number on social media or Instagram. It's fine. Podcasts are the deep end of the pool. It's like like
0: you got through two hours to
1: find this phone number.
0: And here's what we'll do. For anyone watching the video, we're going to cut the actual phone number out of the video and we're just going to leave that in the audio version.
1: That's right. So check this out. We're going to give away a pair of sneakers from Kickstradamus. Custom. Kickstradamus. Kickstradamus, if you don't know... Man, he's got like five hundred thousand followers on Instagram. He custom makes these the craziest sneakers in the world. He's the one of the best in the world. We're going to give away a pair, but this is what I want you to do. We got a couple little call to action things. I'm gonna give you the number to Quantopia. You're gonna become a quantum citizen. When you get your number, you lock your number in. I want you to text me the cheat code Buster, B U S T R. You text yeah. that. We're going to pick the winner. What did I say?
0: I thought I heard (laughs) B-U-S-T-E-R.
1: (laughs) B-U-S-T-E-R. You are now an app, my brother. B-U-S-T-E-R. Text that to the number, to the Quantopia number, which is this. 404-800-1073. You're going to text it. You're going to get the secret portal. To Quantopia, there's some website it's going to send you to. You got to find some secret place to click on, and then you'll put in a password. The password is given to you when you text this number. Like I said, this is a digital speakeasy. You go and go on a little hunt, but when you get in, text the number, Buster, and we're going to give away a pair of sneakers. But let us call the legend,
0: the man himself.
1: Let's see if he answers.
0: This is a big moment. It'll Kicks be very unfortunate domes. if he doesn't. <laughs> That's ring number 4.
1: How many does FaceTime do? About 8?
0: Not more than 8. You could probably get it like 13, 14. 13, 14?
1: I wonder how they pick that number.
0: A group of robots. We'll give him 4 more rings. Okay. Face on so my <laughs> so,
1: so we talked to Kick Stradamus earlier. <laughs> Kick Stradamus is a, is boys with me and with Buster. He said he would make a custom pair of sneakers for the listeners of this podcast. So what type we're going to pick? I'm not quite sure, but it's going to be crazy, and they're like going to be, like, super valuable. So if you're not f- familiar with Kick Stradamus, go to his Instagram page. You'll see how legendary he is. Is there anything no else we want to add to the uh, call to action?
0: Like this dude is crazy, super talented, like crazy talented, one of the best ever. Um, other call to actions, I think. Um, I, I think one of the, one of my favorite things about you and and how creative uh, and how confident you are in those those two prior um, is that you write things down and really believe it, I think everyone should do that. You know, whatever it is. Whether they're studying for a test, you know, like, literally yeah. the smallest thing in the world, write it down, manifest it. I yeah. think you can learn that from Charlie here. And uh, I believe in that a lot. And I might even try doing that myself. So,
1: Bro, I swear. Bro, the quantum possibilities, understanding that frequency of knowing it's already done, like being it, like when I write in my notebook, I call it futuring. Yeah. And, and I got that term from this guy named JB. So JB taught me about futuring. And i actually practice living in the future today. But how you live in the future today is all through feelings. So it's like I think about, I think about this. It's like if I want something, like say I, w- I want to be a New York Times bestselling author, Right. Right. Say that's what I want. So saying that doesn't really make you feel anything. But then I go through this practice of calling my mom and telling her, I say, Ma, the list just came out for the New York Times bestsellers. Like we're number one. And then I imagine her voice and she starts crying. And then I start getting like little tingles and I start feeling the future of knowing what it feels like. And then I sit on the couch of of, of the late night TV show talking about the book. Now all of a sudden I could feel the future. And when you start feeling the future, you tune to that frequency. And when you tune to that frequency today, Like, I'm feeling the future today, and then that's when it starts manifesting. These quantum particles start collapsing and start manifesting, and these random crazy people start coming into your life like the guy walked through my front door because I felt the future the day before. I Mm. told the guy at the dinner table who told me I was unrealistic. I said, no, I'm going to find him tomorrow.
0: I agree with everything you just said. The way my mind works, I just thought about how I tried to channel the frequency of being a starting point guard for the New York Knicks when I was shooting Nerf basketballs in my room. I did not make it. But I think there are lots of people and lots of chances in the future to channel the right energies and apply that and actually make that happen. Deal. My man. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie the one and only. It's been one of the longest podcasts we've done so far. Time flies when you're having fun and uh, you're entering the vibes. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, at The Buster Show, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Peace, catch you next time. I just wanted to shout out Playline as well because we have a Beat Buster Challenge every single Wednesday. You have a chance to win $100,000 guaranteed, if not more. And anyone that beats me in each week's challenge is entered to win a prize. So if you beat me, you're guaranteed entered to win some random prize that we're going to decide to raffle off. We've given away Xboxes. We've given away game-worn LeBron James jerseys. We've given away signed jerseys. We've given away a lot. But it's only going to get crazier. So make sure to enter the Beat Buster Challenge and use the promo code Buster for free money when you enter. Ladies and gentlemen, good luck in the beat Buster Challenge this week um, and every week. Uh, and even though I don't hope you beat me, I think you have a, an all right chance.